Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the crew of Malora's Borealists searched the remains of Camp Righteous, a empire camp that had been ransacked by the undead and abandoned. During their exploration, they encountered the adventurer Darwin Nash and agreed to help him delve into an Ancient One tomb that was in the center of the camp. Phil and Celeste took it upon themselves to follow the crocodile's riddle in their exploration of the Ancient One Ruins. They managed to get by three traps before finding the end, a winding staircase leading to further below. We now find ourselves with the rest of the crew trying to make their way into this Ancient One Ruins, but what else would they find inside? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal. The Shattered Isles. and celeste uh you ventured in on your own while the rest everyone else was gathered outside wedged beneath the massive just gigantic stone feet of this statue of a man sitting slouched with a crocodile resting on his head and back that's sort of carved into the mountain uh the crocodile being like resting on top of his head almost looking like his head was that of a reptile for a moment um, and the rest of you are looking out, kind of gazing at this. It's it's pretty apparent that the artists either were pretty bad at carving or were intentionally trying to create that confusion of, is this a uh, man carrying a crocodile or is this a crocodile-headed man? And it's while you're staring up at the statue from beneath, its between its legs, that you see the curtain in front of you kind of rustle to the side and Celeste steps out without Phil. There's a moment of worry. Did uh, the captain of the Naughty Dreams die? Who now will be the uh, will be the captain of the Naughty Dreams? Is it another mutiny at hand? And as you all begin to draw your blades, ready to stab one another to steal it, Celeste assures you that uh, he's waiting inside in the final chamber. Uh, she herself has stepped out um, in order to guide you each back in. 
But as you do the, uh, or as she explains how the puzzle works, um, it becomes apparent that, uh, it becomes apparent that, uh, there is not enough people for her to get back in along, or for all five of you, the three of you waiting outside, plus Darwin Nash, plus, uh, Celeste, to all get back inside. Uh, so Celeste chooses to, uh, stay outside to keep an eye out for that worried, uh, axe beak and to watch the boats, uh, while the rest of you stink your way back in. She makes some comment about not wanting to risk, uh, stepping on the traps again, and, uh, leaves you all to it after explaining your way through. And so it is that, uh, uh, Darwin Nash, along with, uh, Zelnern, Jules, and Rubert must work their way through the puzzles. Now, I, part of me, knowing it's been a little bit since we recorded, thought it'd be kind of funny to make now everyone else have to solve the puzzles because you've definitely <laughs> forgotten how to solve the puzzles. Uh, but then I decided that sounds boring as heck for me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Celeste is giving you an explanation of the puzzles. Uh, you arrive at the first one, uh, knowing you have to be walking on the back of the other what are the uh what's the partnerships two people have to be carried by two other people i call zelnern <laughs> so you climb atop spiky uh, sharp shell onward zelnern <laughs> i can't carry uh, you i'm not very strong uh darwin uh, shakes his head and then kind of kneels down you note that he is in his uh, mid 40s but you climb onto his back as the uh, as he creaks up and then uh, guides you through. You overcome each of the puzzle rooms, uh, listening to Celeste's advice as you go. Uh, it becomes a little difficult when you get to the uh, tile room with the puzzle door, uh, as you have to step on the exact right tiles and then press them in the same order. But in the end, you make your way into the treasury, where you find Phil studying this staircase. The floor of this dusty, 40-foot-high, 20-foot-wide chamber is littered with bones. Webs stretch from the walls to a 30-foot-tall central pillar, coiled around which is a narrow stone staircase, its steps covered with dust. Carved into the pillar are reliefs of a man carrying a crocodile. The reliefs follow the stairs to the top of the pillar, on which sits a large beautiful ceramic jug and as you see these reliefs you remember the story uh high level of it that the uh man and crocodile that crocodile asked man to uh help him cross the river saying that uh or sorry man asked crocodile to help croc or man cross the river saying that he was afraid of all of crocodile's brethren crocodile assisted but on the condition that uh man would have to return the favor however man uh, or when man went to return the favor crocodile had tricked man and said that he wanted to cross not just a river but all of the kingdoms of men and that man would be required to bear a crocodile for that entire time uh it was a story of a person uh getting aid from another only to be uh tricked and subjugated by that other by basically taking on a little bit of a uh, of aid and opening themselves a little bit to that vulnerability or to the service of the other being made fully subservient to the other. But um, as you find yourself staring up at this 
So staring at this room full of reliefs depicting that. And then again, there is a uh, 30-foot-tall central pillar at the heart of this 20-foot-wide chamber that's 40 feet tall. There's coiled steps around this 30-foot-tall central pillar. Uh, And at the top of which is a large, beautiful ceramic jug. Uh, Nash looks at it as, as he says it and says, It's exactly what I thought would be here. We need to find a way to grab that jug. He puts his hand on his uh, chin ponderingly. Got to be careful. They wouldn't just leave it out here without traps. The, did someone bring a bag of sand that we can swap out with the jug? I'm sure it's probably that simple. Uh, Nash looks in his box and says, Blast, I left my sandbag in the tent. Notoriously hard to measure the sand anyway. <laughs> is he being sarcastic or is he being serious? <laughs> uh, he is being serious. That is a common piece of adventuring equipment. He remarks he's also left his 10-foot pole and 100-foot feet of uh, uh, rope in there. A jar of glowworms? Uh, he says that's also in there. He got so excited he forgot to bring his adventuring equipment. How heavy does this thing look? Make a perception check. I got a four. <laughs> Let me see if I have a weight for it. Twelve pounds. Hmm. Is your apparently exact guess despite four. <laughs> Step aside, I'll guess this. I take a good look at it. Sixteen pounds. <laughs> It's 200 years old. (laughs) I've got a guy who can price it. Well, it's a little too heavy for me to pick up with my mage hand. Uh, Does there seem to be, is it like sitting on like a pressure plate? Uh, Well, you're, so it's at the top of this pillar 30 feet up. Okay. With stairs surrounding the pillar. Stairs surrounding the pillar. Well, that's a. So like there's (laughs) stairs spiraling around it leading up to the top of the pillar. So the stairs like descend, they go ascend all the way around the pillar, or is there yeah. like a free side that you can climb? There's not a free side. You can it's climb. basically like these steps coil around it, and you can okay. just go all the way up to the top. And they end at the uh, like pedestal that the uh, jug is sitting on at the hey, top of this pillar. Hey, Jules, how much can that mage hand carry? Uh, a little less than that thing. I mean, it's 10 pounds. About 10 pounds. Maybe. What do you think? I got I got rope and I got my net. My net's like what three pounds? How much does rope weigh? What if we like uh, put the net put over the, net. the top of it and then we tied the the rope to the net and then we dangle the rope down here and we just reef it off there and run out of here? Yeah, we could do that. Would we hurt the cup? You have to be you have to be careful not to break it. Uh, says Nash. This is a very important artifact. I got hands. I can catch it. Are there any signs of like holes on the walls that can indicate spikes or the ceiling or the floor? Uh, make an investigation as you explore the room. Okay. I got, I'm going to use a luck die on this. Because uh, that was not a great first roll. Is the sound of that chicken going, Whoop! coming through on my mic? I don't know. No. I don't <laughs> Keep hearing it. it's going. He's like right outside the window. That's horrible. Um, I got a sixteen. 
investigation. Um, as you search around the walls, uh, you do note that actually uh, the walls seem to be in good condition, but the ceiling, it looks like there's gout, or like the, there's no grout or anything holding the ceiling stones together. They're actually just sort of wedged against each other, and it's as if a little bit of like a strong jostling, like even an earthquake, would cause, or like you know, any sort of like loud boom or like thunderous force would cause those stones to start toppling. And once one of them starts toppling, all of them are rapidly going to start toppling. Uh, so you can tell that if something go- sets off in this room, you're going to get a collapsing ceiling situation. All right. Perhaps we take a closer look. <laughs> and that was as you looked at the uh, walls and ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Thoughtful. Yeah, Cylinder, thank you. Um, hey, I got a, I got this bag of ball bearings. Should I just start throwing them at the steps? No, please. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. I'm just playing with you guys. Man, I can't <laughs> believe you guys got in here that quick. <laughs> Celeste helped us out. She gave very precise instructions. She was gone. I, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> uh, so can I see if there's any like thing attached to the ceiling that might disrupt it like that might be set up to trigger like the ceiling uh, you, with your investigation you've already made you didn't okay. see any sort of uh, trigger or uh, like mechanism clearly designed cool alright did I look at the floor at all uh, so it was like looking at the walls and the ceiling and the floor. And the floor, okay. Alright, I think... Alright, I'm gonna try going up these steps. Um, is there... Uh, is there anything left of the story we remember regarding stairs? Maybe, like, having to take them two at a time? <laughs> Yeah, nothing's ringing any bells. Why don't I'll go on your shoulders? Why not? Fuck it. No, I. I, I mean, that's how um, we got in here. Yeah, I'm not very um, <clears throat> strong. I'm strong yeah. of mind and voice and spirit, but not of body. All I'm thinking about is, you know, when we come in, came in here and someone was on our shoulders, there were things that the person below us couldn't see that the person above us could see. So, like, what if someone's walking up the stairs and they're like, "Oh, I see a trap. Let's." Take one step to the left. You know, maybe I'm over... My brain is fried. It was really tough to get in here. I honestly don't know how I'm still alive. (laughs) Frankly, I'm not sure either, but I'm glad you are. Um, Well, a good captain leads by example. So, uh, yeah. Um, Keep a close eye on me. If, If anyone sees anything... You know, uh, like a stair drops as I step on it, or spikes come out of the wall. Please uh, let me know. Unless this is when you guys finally pull off your grand mutiny, and this is your plan the whole time. Hey, uh, maybe point them out to me. I might be able to. I got thieves tools. I might be able to disarm traps behind Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, I'll I'll walk up very cautiously. All right, make a uh, investigation as you walk. Okay. Oh, here we go. Plus zero. Nineteen. Hell yeah. Uh, you... As you step up on to... Or as you walk up to the steps, 
You stare down at them. They are covered in thick dust. The whole room is, but they are thickly covered in dust, and there's no like footprints in it, making it clear no one has walked up these steps since this room was left last left at least to have significant dust settle. Um, but you realize that because the dust is so thick, it is obscuring anything that might be on the steps. Okay. Um, is there maybe any like holes that some of the dust has been like sucked through or any like air passages where like some of the dust has been blown away at certain points? Uh, there does not seem to be, and you haven't stepped on the stairs yet. It's basically like there's a there, you can't make out any detail on these steps um, due to how thick of dust is clinging to them. Is what I'm saying. Like any, because uh, like you know the the walls of the staircase have this depiction of the uh, man carrying the crocodile, and I'm saying that this part of the uh, stairs is not visible. But wait, so it, is that portrait or? depictions still like on the walls in this room yeah it's like on the walls of the staircase like the staircase stands up in the uh central center of the room coiling around a pillar and depicted along the edge of that staircase uh is this uh, or like the edge of that pillar rather is this story of man carrying crocodile Mm. but i'm saying that like you know the whole thing's like carved but the uh, stairs themselves, like the stair steps themselves, you can't see because of the dust. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that depiction is still here. Uh, that makes me think that someone needs to be carried up the. <laughs> is someone How's it going waiting? up there? I haven't. I haven't I'm still down here with you. <laughs> oh. I hope. Um. Zelnern, I think you have a uh, frog in your throat. <coughs> so, so yes, it was a frog. <laughs> um, I could, I could carry you up the stairs if you needed someone to. Yes, if you are willing, I would um, gladly. Just, just, just watch the spikes on my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, of course. I've, I've put foam on all the uh, tips. What? No, don't do not do that. It needs to be dangerous. <laughs> not for me. Just make sure to take them off afterwards. Mm. Of course, of course. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I'll keep an eye out. If you, like, keep, you keep your head down, I'll keep my head up. You look for anything on the stairs, I'll look for anything coming down on us. Makes sense. Let's do it. You want to practice before we do it? I mean, we walked all this way down the hall with me on your back. So. But there was there was no uh, stairs. Are there any practice stairs around here? You can tell that climbing requires both of you, or the whoever's the bottom, to succeed on a DC 10 strength athletics, and whoever's riding to succeed on DC 10 dexterity acrobatics. Oh, this seems like we are meant for this. I can do this. Is there any sign that the door we entered in can, like, lock behind us? Like, are there bars hanging above it? The door had no handle or anything. It was opened by pressing your hands to the right. uh, It was a stone door that slid to the side when you pressed hands on those squares corresponding to the uh, tiles you had stepped on. Uh, So it very easily could seal back behind you. In fact, it already sealed once. And so it's, is it open now? 
it is open now. I guess it never sealed back shut, but it very easily could because you don't know the mechanism through which it opened in the first place. Uh, can I try to, like, put some kind of... Actually, I've got a crowbar. Can I put the crowbar on it so that if it tried to close, it would, like, keep it held open? Yeah, but note that it it's not a, doesn't swing open. It slid into the wall. Yeah, but like a, uh, you know, like a, the sliding doors... So yeah, you like mean you the, like put it sideways so when it I put it like the on the floor the lying lying yeah. on the yeah. ground basically like a... yeah you uh you do that to try and brace it hoping that uh, that will prevent the door from sealing shut and dooming you within uh yeah. meanwhile zelnern and rubert you go to climb the steps yeah well also zelnern if you need it and i'll tuck like my father's lucky dagger into your belt and give you bardic inspiration in case you need it at all. Well, thank you. I had 17, so. But, like, it lasts for 10 minutes. Oh, so nice. Okay. It eventually. And is that a plus 8? It's D8. a D8. Yeah. That's what I mean. And what Not did you eight. get, Ruber? I got 16. 16. Uh, you step your way up the steps. It's a bit of a burden to climb, but Zelnern's up for it, and Ruber, as uh, he climbs this. As you see, it's like it starts out about two feet wide, and each step is one foot higher than the last. It narrows out as you go until Zelnern's having to place one foot in front of the other, swiftly rotating as he goes, climbing the 30 feet up. You find yourself up atop his back, perched precariously, and looking down, you realize the true danger if you were to slip and fall. Not only would you plummet 30 feet down, you would have a sharp, giant turtle man plummeting <laughs> down on top of you. And as you, this uh, sort of nausea settles in, you know, that's that's the acrobatics you have to hold. Uh, but you look down behind you and you realize that as his feet trod into the dust, kind of push the dust away, you notice that several of the steps, in fact, steps 3, 10, 17, and 23 each have a uh, glyph painted on them. A glyph that Zelnern stepped on without consequence. Uh, could I examine the glyph? Like, maybe what kind of school of magic it is? Yeah, make a uh, arcana. Uh, three. You have no clue. It just seems to be some sort of wizard's glyph. Okay. Um, but it didn't seem as if you set them off. And instead, you reach the top of the glyph and, uh, or the, the pillar and find yourself before the small pedestal holding this brilliant, beautiful jug. You see that the jug is decorated with symbols and uh, full of, like, bright, or it's, it's like, well-painted and decorated in strange symbols, all of which showing crocodiles swimming up and then handing this very jug to man in the water. Handing him in the water. I am kind of thirsty. I know, that's painted on the jug. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, walk to the edge, I'll feather fall you guys. You can just jump off. Mm. Be careful when grabbing it, uh, it's Darwin. That thing is more valuable than you realize. Just swipe it and we'll bolt. Come on. I, I think we should fill it with water. Let me. Let Not me the water it. here. Yeah, okay. This isn't the right water to fill it with. 
can I examine like the pedestal it's sitting on? Does it seem like it's sunk in at all? If it's on like a pressure plate, maybe look at the ceiling directly above it. Yeah, make a uh, investigation check. Uh, that's going to be 17. You realize buried in the dust beneath it is another glyph. Zalern, I think you have to grab it. Let's do this last all. No, let me... I'm just thinking out loud here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I don't know if we're overthinking this. On it is depicted the crocodile man who was carrying the other man. You see, it's crocodiles in the water, and they seem to be pushing up with their, uh, or with its little hand, it is handing this jug up towards a man on the the riverbank. Sundarn, I think you need to grab it and hand it up to me. Okay, is it it safe? I have no idea. Oh, um, well, let's be, let's be more sure then before we just go grabbing things. Hey, what are you guys, what are you arguing about? Walk over here so I can feather fall you. Hurry up. (laughs) Phil, chill out. You and Celeste were in here for like an hour. All right. You can wait another 30 seconds. God, fine. (laughs) Okay. Yes, because it's handing it up to him on the riverbank. And he was the one who carried them across the river. You carried me up the stairs. Yes, I think. Unless you have any other suggestions, I think you have to pass it up to me. Okay, well, I will believe my captain on that one then. And uh, let's, let's do this. Can you take my spike shields off just in case? Oh, your the foam I put on your spikes? Yes, Yeah, of I'd rather die without them on. <laughs> That is an incredible noise effect. <laughs> Alright. Here we go. Could you could um, you put those back on real quick so we can hear you take them off again? <laughs> hey, hey. Off, please. I saw oh, sorry. off. Oh, sorry. And uh, there's more of that in uh, <laughs> bonus episodes. Uh, you can get Rubert doing three hours straight of... Uh, of fully work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you grab it, Zellner? I'm, I'm gonna grab it in any second now. I'm moving into it. I'm getting my hands ready, right where they should go. I think this is it. I think I'm gonna go from bottom, actually, instead. So, okay, here we go. Yeah, and we are touching it now. Um, Your hands touch it and you feel a hum through it. You see the glyph beneath it. It's not quite glowing, but you feel the energy emanating up from it. Alright, tingly, but in a good way. So, so far, so good. And pick it up, and it is up off of the glyph. Faster, please, faster, please. The glyph glows bright as if surging with energy. You hand it to Rubert, and the glyph seems to dim. The power is still latent, still holding there, but it's not rising any further. Rubert, you grab this in hand, and then you look down at that 30-foot narrow descent 
And you realize so long as you're holding this, you have disadvantage on the dexterity acrobatics check to stay on Zelnern's shoulders as he descends. All right. Um. Can I put, like, my mage hand on his back to, like, stabilize him? Yeah, I'll let that give advantage. Walk to the edge. I'll feather fall you. Come on. I think we have to walk down the stairs. (laughs) Slow and steady. Just be real careful with the spikes now. Sorry that I had to take those off and I can't reach to put them on. And my hands are full now, so I can't even put them back on. (laughs) You realize now there's an added danger. Not only is it a heavy turtle man, it is a heavy sharp turtle man that will land on you. Uh, Zelnern, looking down the steps, you realize strength won't get you by either. You'll also need to make a dexterity acrobatics check to get down the steps. Hmm, that's not nearly as cool for me. <laughs> Alright. Um, what was that catchy tune you just told me about that gave me inspiration? It's in There's my some, father's deck. Oh yes, oh yes. What's, uh, what's inscribed on it? Oh, I do have a limerick though. There, there once was a man from Nantucket. I'm not going to finish it. I mean, I'll just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't the rest go. Go. <laughs> I'll tell you once we get to the bottom. How about that? Okay, deal. I do want to hear the rest of that. All right, here we go. With we're going. We're gonna go slow and steady, and I'm not gonna lose my balance. Um. So I got a five. Hey. Did you add the D8? Add a D8. Of plus one more, so I got a six. Oh my god! Yeah, but how did Robert do with disadvantage? Well, with normal with the mage hand help, acrobatic uh, that is nine plus four, so thirteen. Robert, you managed to keep the uh, keep yourself right side up. However, uh, Zelnern misses a step trips and slides you have an option Ruber. do you slide your way down the steps meaning you won't take any damage or do you fall the 30 feet down risking Zelnern landing on top of you and getting spiked as you take 3d6 falling plus hold, some spike damage make a choice quick hold on tight <laughs> yeah I'm gonna hold on and like just like <laughs> and maybe I put like my... wrap my legs around his neck <laughs> And I go into a shell mode, so he can just slide me down instead of me falling here. Like Legolas riding on the shield uh-huh. and Elm's <laughs> Your, uh, your Koopa? Your koopa I have koopa <laughs> Oh no, I jump on him and I instantly kill him. Alright, uh, he slides out from beneath with a plink noise and, no, okay, you fall sliding down on top of him but because you stayed on his back you don't set off those glyphs and the room doesn't explode uh you slide down and uh zelnern you do take 3d6 damage for falling uh as you slide and hit the steps uh 3d6 you said Did you say 3d6? Yes, but I lost my d6, so I called for that. Oh, are you rolling it? That makes sense. Yeah, he deals the damage to us. <laughs> I was trying to, but I uh, lost my only d6 that I have up here, so uh, you can roll your damage. Um, okay. All ones. What are the odds? I got 13. <laughs> oh, 
what? All right, it is a sickening. Like uh, to everyone else, it looks like you held together as you slid down the shell. Uh, but as you crawl out of the shell, you're bruised and damaged and not feeling great. Uh, wait, it was the thirteen was to me, right? No, that was no, to, it was to uh, me. Oh, Phil, you succeeded, so you slid down him and didn't take the damage. Oh, okay, put it all on him. Uh, but you've reached the bottom. No traps seem to trigger, and you have the jug in hand. Uh, Darwin Nash looks at it and reaches his hand out for a moment and then says, No, perhaps perhaps you should hold on to it until we get out of here. Yes, I think that would be best. Is there Was there any water basins that you saw, Phil? Uh, there were no water basins in here, no. All right. Hey, I thought we were looking for a text, not a vase. Like a sacred text or something. Uh, Darwin looks at you, shakes his head, and says, The people who lived here, they didn't write with words as you and I might. The people who lived here, well, their stories were told slightly differently. And it is those stories we're seeking. And he turns to Rubert and says, No, if this, if this vase is what I think it is, then for to hear the story from it, we need to take it to a very special pool of water. But Do you we'll know be... where this pool is? Yes, but there will be time for that once we're outside of this, and he points to the room around you, outside of this death trap. Yes, I agree. Um, should, do I need to stay on your his back? I, you, it would probably be for the best. All right, Zelner, I'm sorry. Um, but do I we will... have to walk backwards as well, or are we okay walking forwards? Oh, man, there's part of me that really wants to tell him that he has to walk backwards. <laughs> but no, he would just trip and fall. No, I think you can walk forward out of here, Zelner. Oh, God. But I will, I'm going to heal you with a second level healing word. As I f- finish the limerick. <laughs> there once was a man from Nantucket who kept all his cash in a bucket. But his daughter named Nan ran away with a man. As for the bucket, as for the bucket Nan took it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Man, that one's that's a very different version oh, yeah. than I had heard. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> I'm still about? Already. Uh, seven plus five. Uh, twelve. I heal twelve HP. Thanks, though. Yeah, it's the limerick is, is me casting healing word. <laughs> a body limerick. I was trying to come up with one, but I couldn't find a rhyme for Providence that worked well. And once it was a man from Port Providence. And it was quite ob, 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 ev, ev, Providence. Yeah, Providence is hard to rhyme with. <laughs> Rhymes with Providence. Whose, that was ominous. Whose dick was so long it had opulence. <laughs> oh... Alright, you carefully work your way back through the traps, careful to not set anything back off. 
until you get back out into the sunlight and with like the jungle creeping over and that you breathe a sigh of relief as you stand on those stone pedestals. Uh, Ruber, you're still atop Zelnern's back. Uh, Phil and Jules and Darwin Nash all at your side. You look across the camp, though, and you spot Celeste tied up, bound and gagged with a group of goblins, Batiri goblins wearing their lar- or wearing like large crab-looking masks, uh, walk skulking around, having clearly captured her while you were lo- uh, safely away in there. They look up as they see you, and one of them throws his spear in the air and shouts, as he screams out in goblin, the obvious call for attack. Roll initiative. I think that they're going to try to attack us. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Seven. Ten. Fifteen. Seventeen. They call me the goblin boy. I'm a goblin boy. I'm a goblin boy, they call me a goblin boy. Makes sense that they call you the goblin boy then. Goblin boy, goblin boy. Call me the goblin boy. Goblin boy! Goblin boy. And this one's more of a threat. If uh, you don't sign up for the Patreon, you have to listen to this. <laughs> uh, I want to make sure everyone's health is fully up to date. Everyone's health fully up to date? Uh, um, no, I'm at 41 out of 42. That is where I was tracking things. How do you have so much HP, Phil? Toughness, baby. Best feet in the game. Oh. Uh, the best feet in the game, which was whichever one works best with your character's backstory, because this is a narrative shared storytelling game. <laughs> And, uh... Got him. Hey, I'm tough. I'm just kind of soft on the inside. Works. Yeah, I'm a great weapon master. That's why I have the best feet in the game. Again, though, this isn't a competitive game, right? It's shared storytelling. So it's impossible for one feet to be better than another. Yeah, that's why Keen Mind is so good. Think about it. You're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Your DM is an annoying asshole. So he makes it, he always is like, oh, well, which way is north? Your, your character forgets. And then boom, you're lost. Or your, boom, DM refu- your DM refuses to tell you or recount events that he's described once because he's tired of explaining himself twice. Boom. But no, you have to. I have a feed that says you have to. Yeah, that's the entirety <laughs> of the uh, investigator class in Pathfinder. But Pathfinder is better than D and D. What are you talking about? That's what everyone says online. Phil's Colin, what's your initiative? It was a ten. Zell's Nern. 
Uh, mine was a seven. Rubert. Fifteen. Jules. Seventeen. We in it now. We are in it now. Uh, the goblins, maybe thirty, or that are about like forty feet down the beach from you, cry out with their uh, uh, spears held high. You see three at the moment, uh, and these goblins, uh, shouting out, rush forward, gripping at their spears and bracing them to stab you if you come closer. They've kind of formed a little phalanx and are sitting there menacingly like, as their spears are braced, ready to stab at anyone who comes within five feet of uh, them. Jules, what do you do? Seeing that uh, Celeste is in trouble, I suddenly get full of rage and uh, the one of the goblins suddenly becomes covered in a cloud of uh, mites, fleas, and parasites. That's awful. He rolled a four on his saving throw, so uh, they uh, get him. That will be six damage. Six the, poison damage? Poison damage. The yeah, goblin, five feet in a random direction. The goblin cries out as the parasites consume him, or they pour over him, and then turns and runs, disappearing into a tent where you hear him trip and scream as he uh, uh, is covered in... Uh, parasites uh but so the other two goblins sit there still bracing looking off after their friend who has fled rubert what do you do so celeste is still like right in the middle of the three or uh she's of them now. so they're down she was down on the beach they seem to have knocked her out in one of the boats oh, no. and uh then they ran up from the beach up to meet you at the uh the altar or uh, up to meet you at the statue yeah, I'm just going to charge him. I'm going to charge the, the closest goblin to me. All right, you rush up to one of the goblins. Uh, uh, was the spear at the ready? It was, right. He stabs at you. Uh, the blade stabs out for 23 to hit as the it lances up towards you. How much to hit? Sorry. 24 to hit. I rolled a 19 or 23 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. The spear gouges into you for a terrifying seven piercing damage. That is terrifying. Shit. Uh, yeah, then I'm gonna just I'm gonna slash at him with with my glowing scimitar. That's gonna be twelve to hit. Oh, you easily cleave into this uh, goblin. You don't not wearing a shield or anything. However, not even wearing leather armor, so you easily cleave into him. Dope. All right, and I'm going to use a slashing. No, I'm going to use a defensive flourish to add a d8 to the damage and to my AC. So that's going to be five slashing damage, or sorry, uh, nine slashing damage, and my AC is now 19. Oh, and then I'm nice. going to attack again, because I have Oh, so attacks. you said nine slashing damage? Nine slashing damage. You cut the goblin from head to toe. He topples back oh. dead, leaving only one left alive. Uh, all right, I'm going to move towards that one. and then You step across. Him. His spear stabs at you for... Oh, shit. 20 to hit. 16 uh, plus 4. 20 to hit. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and another nine piercing. God damn. <laughs> This, okay. You stumble oh. back bloodied by these goblins. Uh-huh. 
but then that's going to be 16 to hit him. 16 to hit. That definitely carves into him. For That's going to be 10 slashing damage. 10 slashing damage. That goblin topples back, but just as soon as that goblin falls to the ground, you hear the shouts and cries of another group of goblins uh, running up the beach. Uh, you turn to the south, and you see a group of uh, three more goblins running towards you from about 60 feet away. Two of them move forward, readying spears about 30 feet to your south uh, or down the beach. Well, one of them draws back a short bow, pulls it hard, and looses the arrow straight towards Phil for eight to hit, Phil. To miss. Uh, the arrow so- soars past you. Uh, Phil, what do you do? Can I, like, actually see Celeste, or is she, like, down in a canoe so I can't physically, like... She's, like, down in a canoe, and she's unconscious, so you can't really see her. Can't vortex warp her or anything, okay. You could vortex warp her, but at this point, there's no goblins near her. You killed the the goblins that were near her, charged out to uh, get you, and now there's just basically 40 feet of beach between you and them. But then uh, to the south along the beach, or out of the jungle, came running more goblins, and you can hear the sound of more goblins up north. So about okay. 40 feet away from the uh, canoes. Okay, so I'll move towards Celeste just so that they don't like try and take her and run away. I'm like, all right, let's, okay, fuck around and find out. And then I pull out my arcane firearm uh, and I shoot a fireball at that one that shot me. Four. All right. 14 to hit. 14 to hit is indeed a hit. Four. Seven plus. 14 damage total. 14 damage. Wow. The uh, goblin cries out uh, as he topples back dead. Okay. I am my turn. And then Zelnern, what do you do? So to your south, about 30 feet away, there's a group of two goblins with spears braced. About uh, 40 feet away from you is uh, the canoes, which have uh, Celeste as well as... Uh, or uh, have Celeste in them and also seem to be your normal escape route, and you can hear more goblins pounding to the north. Meanwhile, Rubert, you've hopped off his shoulder, right? And so you still have the jug under one arm, and you've been fighting with the other, right? Yes, that's correct. Sorry. All right. Zelnern, what do you do? Some A pair of goblins to your south, more coming from the north. Uh, what the what are you guys doing to Celeste? Oh. And I move closer to both. Let me get one. Uh, one more. Um, to get within uh, javelin range and toss a javelin at this goblin, at the closest goblin to me at this point. All right, you rush forward, hurling the javelin with a thrust. For five damage. Five damage. It's stabbed into the goblin. He topples back, not dead, but wounded. Um, and then uh, that's my turn. You can throw two. Oh, I can throw two two javelins, really? Yeah, you can attack yeah. multiple times. Oh, you have nice. extra attack. Oh, yeah, I have extra attack. How long has I been since I played? Since this level game? five. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um, all right, well, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to throw another javelin at the same one. But we're going to go away with that as well. Hurl one, he stumbles back. Uh, 25 to hit. And then the next one pins the goblin against the tree. He dies. Plop, plop. <laughs> and I uh, move a couple more. 
All right, uh, Zilnern, and you step away, uh, and suddenly, from the tent, you just stepped up next to the goblin that had run away from jewels and hidden itself, or after getting buried in uh, bugs, comes stumbling out of the tent, having brushed the uh, brushed all of the ants off of it, or the ants and bugs off it, not or, and it stumbles out, spear ray, or like a knife in hand, ready to stab you, Zilnern. But then there is an exploding crack in the air, and you turn to see Darwin Nash with a del- or with like one of these zilcomnus handheld firearms in hand, having just shot the bullet out. It strike struck into the goblin, who stumbles back dead on the ground. You hear the screams though of more goblins coming from the north, and out of the bushes a group of five goblins come charging, uh, just immediately to your north from around the tents. Uh, two of them with bows and three of them brandishing spears. I think we got to go. These come rushing out of the trees and charge down towards you. Uh, Jules, you turn, you're you the unfortunate uh, first victim as one runs towards you. Rubert, one runs towards you. And one joins with Darwin Nash. Meanwhile, arrows pepper uh, Zelnern and Phil Collins. Zelnern, the arrow peppers you for uh, 11 to hit. You see the uh, goblin fumbling with the string of his bow that's just uh, come undone. Uh, Phil, another one comes coursing into you for 9 to hit. Meanwhile, Rubert, the one that's charged you with a spear, 21 to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. They the seem sp- to roll really well against me. <laughs> the spear gouges into you for 10 piercing damage. Ooh, I'm at six. Oh, I'm... and then uh, Jules, the goblin stabs at you for six to hit. That's a miss. <laughs> and then Darwin Nash looks up as the goblin comes carving into him for ten to hit. <laughs> this is targeted. <laughs> uh, I spread the attacks. Jules, what do you do? A goblin up against you. One stabbing into uh, Rubert. Darwin Nash grappling with one. He's parried it back. Uh, meanwhile, two are loosing arrows from the woods. Seeing that uh, Rubert's starting to get into some trouble, I reach out towards the goblin next to him, and ants and uh, beetles start to flow, filter up out of the ground and attack the goblin next to him. Uh, the goblin got a... Is it a con save, or what kind of save con is it? Save. He got a 15. Oh, the number he needs is a 14, so he got it. The goblin screams out in an ecstasy as bugs cover him. (laughs) And uh, you make out uh, from your rudimentary knowledge of goblin, you can understand he is shouting about how he has been blessed by the great worm. What that (laughs) means, who knows, but he shouts in ecstasy about the blessing bestowed upon him. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh, do you leave the space adjacent to the goblin you're next to, or do you uh, uh, stay near him? Yeah, I'll try to move over to like interpose myself between Rubert and the the uh, the the bow goblins, and All try right. to distract the one next to him. Knowing that doing so will provoke an attack of opportunity. Yep. It criticals against you for nine piercing damage. That's right. Its crits are less than every attack that Rubert suffered so far. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the blade cuts into you. You stumble over, getting next to Rubert, drawing the attention of the one before it can end him. Rubert, what do you do? Ooh, taking a lot of stabs. <clears throat> I'm gonna pull it. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
uh, uh, hold on to this as I'll hand over the urn to Jewel. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I'll draw one of my daggers out of my belt and I'll run it along my wound uh, as I cast Healing Word as a third level against myself. And instead of like cutting deeper, it heal it seals the wound up. That's really cool. It's like uh, soldering it or something. Mm-hmm. As I'll do this as a third level Healing Word. Five, eight. Uh, it's gonna heal me for twelve. Dope. You're so back I'm above bloodied now, right? Yeah. No, I'm still bloodied. And then I will attack that goblin twice. Well, maybe I don't need to. Uh, fourteen to hit. Fourteen to hit is indeed a hit. Uh, and I'm going to use a defensive flourish again to add a d8 to the attack and my AC. Uh, so that's going to be eight, uh, 12 slashing damage. You cut the goblin's head clean off. His mask and all falls to the ground dead. And my AC is increased by six. So my AC is 21. You turn, you see there's still a goblin maybe 10 feet away from you that Jules had just moved away from. And then there's one stabbing at Darwin Nash that has him pressed up against one of the great feet of the man, of this human statue carrying the crocodile. You uh, used one of your attacks. Yeah, Phil, help Darwin. I'll finish this goblin off and then we have to get the fuck out of here. Hey, don't tell me what... Oh, yes, sir. It's going to be 20 to hit. 30, 20. No, you hit him. For eight slashing. You then carve this goblin's chest open and it topples to the ground a ruin. Do you then start running towards the uh, the boat? Yeah. Uh, and then I could, that was ten. So five, ten. Yeah, I have an, another 30 feet of movement. Because when I attack, I get an extra 10 feet of movement on my turn. Dope. Phil! Uh, you're maybe 15 feet away from the goblin that has Darwin Nash pressed up against the uh, stone wall as it's trying to stab him with a spear and he's trying to dodge away from it. 15 feet, huh? Okay. Meanwhile, two um, goblins rain arrows down on your crew. How, so are we going to the canoe or is this where the Naughty Dreams is pushed up to? Because Phil would need to take the Naughty Dreams. You brought canoes upriver. Um, the Naughty Dreams is still back attached to the Melora's Borealis at Camp Vengeance. That is no, we, not no, we brought, accurate. We brought, yeah. We oh, brought you it. did bring the Naughty yeah. Dreams. You're right. So we have the canoe and we have Melora's Borealis. Is she in the yeah. canoe or in... Or I mean, she in the canoe or is she in... Uh, She's in the, the Naughty Dreams. Okay. So I'm going to have to get to my boat eventually. 15 feet. Um, shit, do I bull rush or do I just shoot it? <laughs> I'm going to fucking bull rush it. <laughs> All right, so you rush, you charge into the goblin, smashing into it? Yeah, that's what I want to do. All right, make a uh, strength athletics check as the uh, so the unexpected goblin looks up shocked as you bowl into it. Make a strength athletics. 17 plus four. 3, 20. You easily topple the goblin to the ground, shoving it there. It cries out, Aah! as it hits the ground. Its mask goes skittering off. Revealing a uh, angry, frightened little goblin face beneath. Alright, I start to I put my thumbs over his eyes for my next turn. Jesus fuck. Uh, Nern, what do you do? Uh, a good distance above you, or maybe, what is that? Like, 
65 feet away from you, uh, a pair of goblins with short bows are loosing arrows down into your crew, and you can hear the rustling in the trees to the south, indicating more goblins are about to arrive. Uh, I am going to um, move back once, uh, move back a little bit so I can uh, reach reach the goblin behind me over here to the south. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to throw some more javelins at him. All right, I... you take a step back as he comes emerging from the trees and you hurl a javelin, javelin, just Close. spears throwing out. Take this. For 17 to hit. Imagine it's like you walk up to the first jet goblin that you would put two javelins into, you yank those out and then just hurl those at the next one. Uh, 17 easily For 10 hits damage. Him and pins him against a tree as well. And I'll whip it out and I'll start running. Uh, you start heading towards uh, the boats. Walking swiftly. Alright. Uh, and then if you're finished, Zellner, uh, Darwin Nash pressed up against the statue, but now the goblin at his feet, pushed down by Phil. Uh, he disengages, shoving away from it, and he begins making his way towards the boat and shouts, Get in the boat! These filthy things will ruin anything they touch! They're going to take the jug! Get in the boats! Go! Uh... Meanwhile, goblins aiming out, peppering arrows down uh, freely into the crowd. Uh, Phil, Jules, uh, you both find an arrow coursing straight towards you. Phil, for nine to hit. Jules, nine to hit. Meanwhile, uh, Phil, the goblin at your feet kind of claws up from it and jumps. As you're like pushing your eyes down or hands down onto his eyes, he grabs up at you. Uh, his hands going up to your eyes for a, uh, what is that? 17 to hit. Uh, he deal, his little sharp little goblin hands gouge into your eyes for, I'm going to say D4 plus strength mod. So D4 minus one. Um, Two piercing damage as sharp little talons scratch across your face, trying to poke your eyes out. Jules, what do you do? There's two goblins loosing arrows from up above. Phil is wrestling with a little goblin on the ground, and you hear the sounds of more goblins coming from the south. It's clear that they're going to keep coming. Robert, did you take the cup back, or do I still have it? You still, still have, have the cup. Okay, I've just got to run into the boat. i got to get this cup. Uh, you fl- uh, rush into the boat, hopping into the Naughty Dreams, joining Rubert and uh, Zelnern. Oh, and you on s- the way out, can I sneak an infestation up on one of those, uh, on the guy next to Phil? Yeah. Uh, Phil, I know I got 13. Uh, the- Phil, the goblin at your feet starts screaming, crawling with bugs. Uh, five damage. Uh, crawling with bugs, screaming in pain. He tries to roll away from you, struggling as he crawls out from underneath you, trying to get away from you, but you hold him down in place. This goblin is at your mercy. Rubert, what do you do? Oh, boy. Um, You've made it to the boat. Celeste is unconscious in the canoe. Actually, oh yeah, I'll go to the canoe with Celeste. Phil, you have to go. Uh, does she look like stable? Yeah, she's stable. They knocked her out. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to heal myself up again with a second level cure or healing word for 8 HP. So 
24. And then, um, how far away is that goblin? I might just viciously mock it. Yeah, I'm gonna viciously mock it. I don't understand goblin, but I'm just gonna just stick my tongue out at That's it. It's an incredibly elaborate treatise on my mother's scent. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, it makes a save. Yes, DC 15 uh, wisdom saving throw. Uh, your your treatise on its mother's scent was very mean. Uh, I got a seven. Uh, it takes three psychic damage. Uh, one of the, this is one of the goblin archers. The one, no, the one that's next to Phil. All right, Phil. No one wants to let you kill this goblin. Uh, the goblin dies screaming and weeping underneath your hands. Uh, bugs crawling over it as it realizes it's been so viciously mocked. It abandons its hope to uh, kill you and just it pulls a Padme and gives up the will to live. Uh, <laughs> That was Rubair. Phil, what do you do? The goblin dead in your hands. Uh, okay, I'm going to cheese it. Um, I turn around. I start running towards the Naughty Dreams. I see Rubair's with Celeste. Uh, Zilnern, start lifting the mass. Jules, grab the oars. Darwin Nash, cheese it. And I end my turn. Zelnern and Darwin Nash, uh, both of you can make it into the boat this turn, so you both do. Uh, you run hopping into the boat, putting Rubair as the only one in the canoe. Is that accurate? Um, Looks like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, goblins come running out of the bushes as you shove off. The mast raised the oars, digging into the ground. You pu- undo the lashings and you shove off from shore as you see the place swarming with the masked uh, goblins in mixed uh, face or mixed mixed masks of crabs and badgers as they flood onto the uh, shore. Hollering and shouting, a few spears soar through the air, plunging into the water. One narrowly scrapes by Rubert's face. Actually, let's check for narrow, uh, because as we've seen, they seem to have a habit of critting on you. Nah, it went from a 19, and then it rolled over to the 3, so you're lucky. Um, the uh, javelin scrapes by, just uh, missing cleanly, plunging into the water, and you shove off from shore leaving the temple of man and crocodile behind actually just just before it's out of range of me i'm going to cast enemies abound on one of them it's fucked up man uh needs to make a dc 15 int save uh you got a four cool it loses all ability to distinguish friend from foe regarding all creatures it can see as enemies until the spell ends uh, you hear the shouting as goblins cry out as one of their own starts stabbing murderously and wildly in and amongst the crowd. It itself screaming and fleeing into the trees while they chase it, and you row your way off as the chanting flees. What's up, Chaotic Pals? It's me, your boy, Ryan, who plays your favorite bard, Rubier Graysand, on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. 
Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review on Apple Podcasts, do all those really cool things, and uh, recommend to a friend. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, send any questions, concerns, comments, and your favorite summertime iced drink recipe. It's something to that can't be beat to sweet the heat. Uh, yeah, no announcements this week. Stand by weekly for now. Recording has been chaotic and hectic, so we're gonna stay on this schedule. Keep on trucking. And until next week, that's going to be a big ol' bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.